In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Kelly Cook. She's the president of Brand, Technology, and Finance at David's Bridal. Kelly's experience are as diverse as I've seen, coming from airlines to recycled waste to fashion to big box retail to home decor and now brides. The companies that she's worked at include Continental Airlines, DSW Designer Shoe Warehouse, Pier One, Sears and Kmart, and now David's Bridal. On the show today, we talk about her current role. It's a unique one, combining brand, technology and finance, accountability and organizations. We talk about how that came together, and we talk a lot about weddings. (laughs) David's Bridal Today serves brides in their bridal parties, and we'll talk about the scope of the business, how they think about Omnichannel, and much, much more. You do not want to miss this episode with Kelly Cook. Kelly, welcome to the show. So good to be here. I'm so excited. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I it's I think you're the first person I've had. So it's really early in the new year, but uh happy new year to you. Honored, Alan. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, I, it's going to be a fun conversation. And and to kick it off, I think we have a pretty interesting topic to start off with. I hear you're not only a mother, but a mother who loves the drums. And so I have to have to understand how many kids do you have and where do the drums fit in? <laughs> yeah, so I am a mom of five, which is awesome. I love every second of being a mom. Uh, but I also had a set of triplets. So basically, I had a litter of kids. <laughs> uh, and not many people can say that. But yes, my my fun fact about me, the way I love to relax is to bang the heck out of an amazing set of drums, which I have. And I can play everything by the Rolling Stones and nothing by Metallica. So that tells you kind of how bad I am. <laughs> oh, and I can play everything by the White Stripes too. But that's it. That Any drummer out there knows. That's kind of embarrassing for you to say that out loud, Kelly. But, you know, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least you get your stress out that way. That that works. So absolutely true. <laughs> well, um, let's talk a little bit about your path. You've uh, you are now the president of brand technology and finance at David's Bridal. But where did you get your start and what were kind of some of the stops along the way? Yeah, so I, I actually started out at Continental Airlines a billion years ago, uh, which was an amazing experience. And then I went to the biggest trash company in the world, which was Waste Management, and then over to DSW Shoes. So basically, instead of planes, trains, and automobiles, I went from tra planes, trash to shoes, which is awesome. Um, and I've uh, loved every minute of my uh, career. And I, you know, any feedback to anybody out there, I would highly encourage um, people to change industries because I think that is a uh, an amazing part of my experiences is being able to apply different learnings from different kinds of industries to new opportunities and challenges. It's it's been a fun and exciting ride, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you credit, you know, if you will, the, is it just understanding the different levers of business in each of those different roles? Like, cause those are quite different, quite different. Yeah. I, I, that's a great question. Now I, it, I think it's really about just, well, I, let me back up. First of all, if, if you uh, or any of your listeners have ever participated in Gallup Strength Finders, it's mm, yeah. tells you strengths are. And my number one is learner, and it's been learner pretty much my whole life. And and I think it's always appealed to me to learn new businesses and learn new challenges, and then right after learners, sort of the problem solving strength. And so putting those two things together are uh, very stimulating to me intellectually. And I love, I love that. And you're right. They are very, very different, but I I've been fascinated by my, like my whole career around brands and how they use data and technology to really differentiate themselves in the market, regardless of, of what their product was. Right. I mean, gosh, that was an interesting challenge because people love you when you're not there. <laughs> they, they love you when they don't see you and have to deal with you. So how do you create magic and engagement um, in a brand or category where they love you if you don't exist? Um, and so that intellectual challenge was, was quite fun. And I think it's, it's a great way for people to stretch their skills and scratch their, you know, their competencies and their capabilities. It's, it's been, um, uh, you know, something that I've really enjoyed in my career. I love that. Well, and you've been at David's Bridal for, I think, a little over four years. Do I have that right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, All right. My anniversary. That's right. 
And how how did you accumulate brand technology and finance? Those are <laughs> that's a huge role. <laughs> it it is. Well, I, I can't take credit for it. Um, Jim uh, Markham, who's our CEO, he's um, he's quite a visionary when it comes to this kind of role because there's not many of us out there. Yeah, and it is a the the fusion of the disciplines are quite what I would call sort of interesting and and provocative to say the least. Um, but you know, he really gets the credit for sort of rubber stamping the fact that that the future brand experiences at retailers are really the fusion of all three of these aspects, right? Because the 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 experience of your brand, which includes technology and people and process, right? The experience of your brand and then the story you're telling about the brand are the same thing these days, right? There's not, there's not a, there's not a difference there. Mm-hmm. What people experience about you is what they talk about, what they see, what they hear, what they feel. And, and I don't think there's ever been a time in modern history where marketing has been so financially driven, right? So it really is a, is a quite sort of visionary and provocative way to build his team is to have these three pieces under one person. I love it. I mean, you're, it's a pretty envious uh, place to be. There's a lot of CMOs out there that would be like, I would love to tackle all of those. Um, (laughs) I I love it. Go CMOs, go, 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 go. I'm cheering for you on the sidelines. (laughs) Well, tell me, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about kind of the size and scope of, of David's bridal today. Like, how do I think about the business? Well, yeah. So, you know, we sell one out of every four bridal gowns in the United States, which is a is something that we are very proud of and, and love and cherish that honor and that privilege very much. We love serving our brides. We have almost 90% of all brand awareness in our bridal category. And that is something that, again, we are um, we are relentlessly focused on preserving and and cherishing that that honor and continually pushing ourselves to do more for her, be there for her, add more value to her, provide more value to her in the planning process, all of the things that she's going through. I mean, if you think about it, she is proposed to and she sees the ring and he's on one knee and she's got just this moment of adulation and excitement and happiness and joy and optimism and hope and all of that. And it really lasts like two minutes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, I have to plan a wedding. And then it becomes stress and overwhelmed. And she's worried about the budget and all of these things that she's going through. So it's quite, um, it's, quite an experience as a company to be a part of something this monumental in her life. Like there's not many retailers that can say that. So everybody that works at David's is, a, is, is you know, sort of relentlessly obsessed with making every part of the interaction as magical as possible because we know she's so overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I, <laughs> I shouldn't probably say this out loud, but in business, I do talk about the the notion of how people make decisions. And when people tell me, oh, I'm, I'm in, innately practical and rational, I, I spreadsheet everything. And I love to ask them the question, well, did you spreadsheet whether or not you were going to ask the person to marry you? 
awesome <laughs> of course they say no no of course not okay so not everything is a practical rational decision okay I gotcha. that's right that's, yeah. what, that's exactly but, but it, it's it, it you're right though that 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 few minutes that moment of proposing if you will and then the realization you know probably a day after holy moly now we have to actually do all the planning for this it is a lot of work it is a lot of work so it absolutely is. And, and not just that, but when I started it, David, the average wedding cost about $26,000. Wow. And the average wedding now is about $32,000. So we hear all kinds of stories from our brides on how they are trying to keep that cost down. And, and quite frankly, that was one of the reasons why, when we developed the loyalty program years ago, the winning moment of this entire loyalty program was winning the free honeymoon because that was what we were trying to do was to find the best possible way to excite her. And what better way than to not have to worry about paying for a honeymoon? Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about that in a minute. But before we go there, I have to ask about the notion that you, I think you alluded to earlier, which is, I mean, you're a retail store, but so much of this happens online. And in various other channels, how do you, how do you think about being there for the bride when she needs you? That omni-channel, if you will, approach. Yeah, that. So that's a really, really great question, and I'll tell you why that that question has been such an important part of what we answer on a day-to-day -day basis. The very first thing she does after she is proposed to is she starts to search planning tools, wedding planning tools or wedding plan. And when I got here, we, we, we really didn't have a way to serve her in that capacity. We were the dress company. Like that's, that was where our brand awareness was. If you need the dress or the bridesmaid's dress or the mom of the brides or the mom of the groom's dresses, David's bridal was the place to go. And what, what we realized is that there was a gap in the market in a, in a set and a suite of planning tools that, that carried her softly and kindly from the planning process to her building her wedding website, to setting up her registry, to creating her wedding vision board, to creating uh, a profile where she can pick all our vendors all the way through the dress buying process, the tuxedo renting process, all the way through. There was really no one in the market that provided that to her, all wrapped around a loyalty program that eventually could potentially give her a free honeymoon. And that was the niche that we wanted to fill in the market. And that's why we built and launched Pearl. Diamond was a loyalty program, and then Pearl was and is our marketplace that allows her to choose all her vendors, build her registry, build her vision board, and so on. So Omnichannel, in our particular case, is somewhat different because it's not just about the commerce side of all the actions and being sort of one brand regardless of the commerce touchpoint. It was about serving her from the planning and the inspirational side all the way through the actions of choosing a vendor, which isn't commerce related, obviously, 
to buying all of her dresses and then rewarding her along the way with diamond points, which allowed her to potentially get that honeymoon. Now, the asterisks on top of that from an omni-channel this year, 2024, is us focusing on our, our new channel of commerce, which is social commerce. We already had inspiration through social and planning through social, but we did not have the commerce side. And that's what we are doing this year in the beginning of the year. That sounds exciting. That's exciting. One of the things I want to ask you, I mean, come back to Diamond, your loyalty program. Because I think when we first talked and you said, I have a loyalty program, I was like, for like repeat marriages? (laughs) (laughs) You're in the divorce and remarriage business? What is going on? So tell me how the loyalty program works. Because it is a unique concept for a loyalty program. Well, I have to tell you, you are funny because that we got that response a lot when we launched Diamond. I can remember, I can remember us doing the press release. And of course, you get all these alerts. David's bridal's been mentioned here. David's bridal's been mentioned there. <laughs> and of course, my email box is blowing up, right? And so I'm looking at all these and it was just like one marketing trade after another going, what the heck are they doing? Why do you need a loyalty program? When are you going to get married 27 times? And I'll go back to David's. You know? And and it's funny because when you're a leader and you know you are wanting to surprise and delight and exceed the expectations of your customer, right? You're always looking for new ways and and, and new ways of doing things. And so I, I can remember telling the team, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, we. it's all right that, you know, folks can say that. That's not a problem. Let's just stay on course. Let's do, you know, let's stay focused, right? We're going to fall on our face and not our behind, which means if it fails, we're falling face forward. That means we tried something. We're not falling backwards, meaning we're being too safe. And, and what was amazing is that it completely exceeded our expectations, Alan. I mean, it was... Um, we are, well, let me go back to answering the question. We're the only crowdsourced loyalty program in the world that I know of. There, there may be one, but I, I don't know of one. And, but let me tell you the genesis of the idea. And this is where good customer research, qual, quantitative, whatever it is, staying close to your customers are super, super important. We do a lot of research around weddings, everything from what what brides want to spend their money on to what works to what doesn't work. But we also spent a lot of time on guests of weddings. Um, What do they wear? What do they wear to a beach wedding? What do they wear at a barn wedding and so forth? Because all that yummy data helps us support the bride through blogs or vlogs and, and so forth. And we found out that almost, almost two thirds of the women that attended a wedding, not ones that were in the bridal party, obviously, but these were guests of, right? These were people that were going to weddings. Almost two thirds of them were buying something new to wear to go to the wedding, right? We didn't know that, right? Because we were focused on the bride and the bridal party. And so we were sitting around in a team meeting and somebody on my team said, well, what, why, don't we just, why don't we just reward the bride if people come to David's bridal and, wear, and buy a dress from us that they plan to wear at her wedding? And that was, that was everything. That is where Diamond started. So what we did is we created a little 
beautifully designed card that our diamond members can download directly from our website. And it says, you know, I'm like, I will pick you. It says like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm marrying Alan on January 3rd. I can't wait. I are so excited. Um, if you plan to, you know, have something fun to, and new to wear to our wedding, buy it from David's Bridal and give him my cell phone number because we're trying to win a free honeymoon, right? Mm. And it's almost like a, like a dress registry, if you right. will. And it, you know, it, 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 it way exceeded our expectations. We're almost 3 million members now, right? 3 wow. million, which is incredible. We've, um, we've, We've had about 800 people qualify for free honeymoons, which is also absolutely incredible. So we feel very, very good about the program. We've got research that says, here's what I love about it. Here's where I want you to improve. And so we continually are focused on, you know, delivering more for her. I love that. I love that. And 800 free honeymoons. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, I know uh, 2024 is also bringing a new campaign launch for you. Tell me a little bit about this new campaign and what drove it what, and what, what we should expect. Yeah. So, I mean, this one is, this one's really special because we're calling it the things we do for love. And every time I say that, I'm old enough to start singing that song. But I said that to my team once and they're like, wait a minute, what song are you talking about? I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the things we do for love. Um, but it is. But the, the thing that inspired us by behind that line is the, it was everything from the creativity of the bride trying to figure out how to get her wedding exactly the way she wanted it within her budget to brides having flower guys instead of flower girls. Oh my God, Ellen, if you have not seen these, you've (laughs) got to go to TikTok and do a search on flower guys wedding. It is so cute and so fun. They actually have grown men (laughs) <laughs> throwing flowers down the aisle at these weddings instead of a flower girl. They are so awesome. And and it's, it's, it's so fun. It's like all of these things that like brides are having donut walls instead of a wedding cake mm. or cigar rolling or, <laughs> you know, they're doing audio guest books now instead of 
and we're used to sign in and, you know, like Mr. and Ms. Damon Cook are here for this wedding. Now you like pick up a phone and they record your voice <laughs> and now, or, uh, you know, care for digitally. It's, it, we were so inspired by that. We had, we had a bride that couldn't find a venue. So she rented out a parking garage in a downtown office space area because nobody was in the parking garage on Saturdays and Sundays because the office was closed. So everybody parked on floors one to three and the wedding was on floor four. I mean, <laughs> it, we, we're, we're just so inspired by that. Like mm-hmm. all the things that she's doing for love. But it's not just that. It's, it's, a, it's a nod to the people that work at David's Bridal. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, you know, people in our logistics team working through our supply chain process to figure out how to shave another seven days off of, of time from our design studios that hand sew beads on these gowns to get that gown to her a week earlier. Standing behind our mission of never, ever missing a dress. All through COVID, Alan, we never missed a dress, right? So we were just really, really inspired by everything that we all do for love. It's you can't cancel it. You can't, COVID can't take it away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> winter, winter getting can't take away. You can't cancel it. Murder hornets, it doesn't matter. <laughs> love is, hey, you can't cancel it. And so we were very inspired by that. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to can't wait to check it out. And I mean, some of those ideas that people are are doing today, I have to check out the flower boys or flower guys, whatever they're <laughs> called on TikTok. I will definitely so check that out. Funny. It's so funny and so precious. Yeah. Well, and and you had me at donuts and then a donut <laughs> wall. I can't even I can't even imagine what that looks like, but it sounds amazing. So but I yeah, I've got those are amazing ideas. And and, and you're right. Like they're the things we do for love, there's a lot of them, a lot of them. And I love that you can bring forward your employee and like what you guys are doing as well to make sure to make this moment as special as it can be. So. Uh, thank you. We've even had people that work here have been invited to the weddings after we sold them. <laughs> I mean, it was like, that's awesome. So, so, and it's not just that, but it's like, the, it's like the product too, Alan, and the, and the merchandising. I mean, I have, uh, my son just got, engaged he proposed to his girlfriend um chris and i took her to david's at the, in the woodlands texas to get her dress for her and she put the dress on and she started crying she says i've never seen my waist before like because she's six foot tall little you know a big right. you know curvier curvier girl but she started bawling because she'd never seen her waist so think about the care that our merchants put into the product and the construction and all the millions of details that they think through to put that dress on that girl at that moment, at that time. And she cries because she feels so beautiful. And like, it's such a beautiful industry to be a part of. And we, we just really, really love it a lot. No, I love I, I love all of that. That's amazing, and uh, I've got the I've got the goosebumps over here as you tell <laughs> the story. So, I love it. Well, um, one of the things I, I love what you're doing. I think it's pretty interesting, just the combination, your unique role, and the fact that you can execute the technology to drive the experiences to make these tools and and uh, programs come to life. Um, it, it's pretty amazing, and the campaign that you just described. 
So a lot to check out. But one of the things we do like to do is get to know you a little bit better. We know you've got a litter at home (laughs) uh, and you bang on drums. But uh, my favorite question to ask everybody that comes on the show is, is there experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Yeah, I, I love that question. I think that's a really special question. I think that there's there's so many, there's so many experiences. I can remember some, you know, reading somebody somewhere, a, a very, very successful CEO was asked by an interviewer, it's like, what's the secret to your success? And he said, experience. And he says, how do you get experience? And he says, good decisions. And then he said, well, how do you get good decisions? And he said, bad decisions. <laughs> so so they're like, I, 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 the first thing I would say is I have been incredibly blessed by having extraordinary mentors in my career. And it, and it doesn't have to be some serious, you know, mentorship program. It's it's it can really be just the kindness of one person extending comments or feedback to you in a kind, helpful way, right? And there's there's a there's so many moments, Alan, but there's three that stand out to me. The first one was really a lesson for me by somebody who cared about me at work about priorities. And this was when my, you know, my, my triplets are 28 now. My oldest is 33 and our youngest is 27. But when I was starting out in my career, I was actually in marketing and IT. And this was when I was in Continental. My babies were, gosh, eight. And then the triplets were three. And then we had a two-year-old, right? So life was really, really crazy. we were driving, you know, we lived an hour away from our office and I was coming in early and and leaving late. And it it was like, my job was getting a little, little busy. And somebody at work, her name is Judy Dyer. And I'll never forget her as long as I live. She managed our call center there. And she pulled me aside and she said, look, Kelly, she goes tonight, if you're driving home and you get hit by an 18 wheeler and die, all these airplanes are going to fly tomorrow without you. Mm. What what legacy are you leaving for your children? That's the most important thing. And it was it was the wake up call I needed to ensure that my priorities were always intact. You know, it was my faith, and then my husband and my children, and you know, friends and family. Right, that was where it is. I, I had it in the wrong order, and I'll never forget her. And I've told that story a million times because it was such an act of kindness by her, just to pull me inside and say that to me. You know, I love her and care for her deeply for that. And the second lesson was really more of a practical one. You know, at the time I was still at Continental and I was managing this massive IT project for the company where we were putting all of our data together in an enterprise data warehouse. Now it's all cloud-based, but at, you know, at that time it was all servers. And I was responsible for communicating this vision for this program and then working with various teams in the company to get their buy-in to move their data over because everybody wanted their own data in their own group because they had control and could do their jobs better. And I had a mentor tell me his name was Mark Bertrude, but we called him Bergie. And he came up to me after a meeting one time and he said, Kelly, he said, you know, girl, he goes, I love you to death, but nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. And it was a mass, it was a wonderful, wonderful lesson to me in the art of communication, 
I was speaking in technical terms. People didn't understand. I was trying to talk about data warehouses to, to creative people in marketing, and they didn't understand. And I've never forgotten that. That was probably 20 years ago, but it really stuck with me on it's one thing to know things, but two, how you communicate those things. And, you know, are you a good communicator and are you a good listener to ensure that people understand or are you getting their feedback? It was just a really, really great lesson for me. And then the third thing that, you know, that that was really sort of, you know, monumental in my career was by an, another mentor who I love and adore. His name is uh, Bob Marcus. And he, you know, founded a company called Brimstone Consulting and he ended up selling it. But he's probably the best mentor of women I've ever met in my career. Like he is, for some reason, he is gifted. So he's very, very gifted when it comes to to, to coaching executive women. But, you know, I, I had something that happened in my career where I left a company and it was it was a company that I loved and I cared for deeply. And, you know, it wasn't, it, it, it was, it was the right thing to do at the right time, but it, it really sort of bothered me internally. It was, it was sort of, it was something that I, you know, I cared very much about. And he spent time with me, walking me through that, that it's, there's life lessons. There's not failures. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're moving forward. You're not afraid. You're trying new things. And it, he just took the time to help me process something that was, was I was having a hard time sort of wrapping my head around a little bit. Right. And, you know, the, the kindness of people and, and sharing their wisdom and challenging the way you're thinking about something, I just, in my career now, can't ever tell anybody no who wants that from me. Right. Because I was so blessed by having so many people do that for me that I I, I just I feel 100 percent compelled at all times to pay that forward to people. Yeah. Um, so those are really the, the there's a million others, but those are three that sort of stand out. No, those are great. Those are great. And well, if you were starting this career all over again, what advice would you give your younger self? Wow. Well. <laughs> Probably, you know, I am, I, I, I love the rules of three. So there's probably three. One is, one is, you know, be somebody's shot of whiskey versus being everybody's cup of tea. And, and I, what I mean by that is I think if you, if you go through your career and you're trying to be a pleaser all the time, you end up faced with compromises that you don't want to do. And, you know, and so you, you want to find your voice and you want to, find your way going back to just like the communication, you know, find your voice. And, you know, there's going to be times where things you're not going to be able to please people, right? You're, you've got to do the right thing. And you may make a, a call on not hiring somebody when somebody else wants you to. As an example, I'm just thinking of examples, but I think staying true to who you are is better. I, I can remember when I became vice president for the first time, I actually had somebody tell me, you know, you're going to have to cut your hair, Kelly. You're not going to be able to keep your hair long if you're a vice president. Like you're, <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, my God, I've got to cut my hair, you know. And then and then I realized, wait a minute, I already became a VP and I already have long hair. Like, yeah. So I think it's just being true to who you are and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and feeling confident in who you are. And I think 
The next one I would say to myself is be brave enough to suck at something new. There's so many new things happening all the time around data and technology and consumer behavior. And don't don't get stuck in your ways. There's always new ways to do things. And, you know, it took me a while to learn how to take some chances and take some risks. And I think I would have told my younger self, it's okay to do that a little sooner. And the last thing I would tell myself is, you know, if cali- if, if cauliflower be- can become pizza, anything can happen. So, you know, <laughs> let it ride and, you know, have some fun, enjoy the journey. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. So basically, you know, relax a little bit. <laughs> That's what I would have told myself. I love it. I love it. Well, do you think there's any anything marketers need to be learning more about right now? Or is there something you're trying to learn more about yourself? Yeah, I think the thing that I'm... I'm perplexed by, and I don't know if anybody's got it completely figured out, Alan, but there's this, there's this sort of massive convergence that's happening in this discipline where it's sort of converging AI with automation, with privacy and sort of neuromarketing, which is sort of leveraging emotional cues to be able to automate comms in a way that make customers feel like you know them. But I, what, what I'm what I'm concerned about or think about a lot is how do you take all of that very very modern technology in this in, in the context of protecting privacy, which is incredibly important to us at David's, but also amplifying the humanity of just human interaction, right? And and right. the value that that is. I mean, I, I see stylists in a dressing room with women trying on dresses and, 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 and they're in their most vulnerable positions, right? You know, you're getting dressed in a dressing room, you've got this big dress and somebody's in there, you know, putting this dress on you and helping you get in it. And it's a very, it's a very beautiful, a high human interaction moment. And, you know, that, that won't be replaced by AI, right? You're not going to have that, but there, right. but there's so many, ways you can serve her that is. And I think just the convergence of all of that is something that we just want to do the right way as marketers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also thoughtfully in an, in an economic way. There's just a lot of different angles to that issue. And I'm, I would love to just get in a room and talk to modern marketers about that at some point, because I think it's a really sort of special thing that we should think through and talk through as yeah. brands. No, it, 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 and it's here and now, you know, it's like, it's right in front of us. And I, I think it is something that we're going to have to figure out. Uh, how do you, how do you balance and bring those two things together? Right. It's humans and the tech together. How do, how do you not lose the humanity with the technology? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, two more questions for you and I'll let you go, but are, are there any trends or subcultures that you follow or you think other people should be taking notice of? You know, I know this is a silly example, but I just, I love, love, love these sort of disruptive, bold, fun aspect of brand on brand social interactions. And I don't mean like, uh, you know, designer collaborations and, and things like that, because those are awesome. And I love those as well. And those have been around for a few years, but I'm talking about the social media side. I just think it's really, really fun. Some of the things that Wendy's has done, some of the things that Domino's has done, some of the things that Taco Bell has done. I, I, I really love that whole aspect of how brands are interacting with each other as personalities. You know what I mean? As like yeah. as a personality. I even asked my team, I said, 
well, we're David and Wendy's as a girl. Should we ask Wendy out on a date? <laughs> you, know, <it's, laughs> you know, do you do something like that? I just think that's super fun and it's yeah. really exciting, exciting, Dean. And even last year's Super Bowl commercial, you started to see brands, you know, doing commercials together in, in opposite categories, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that's a super fun thing that I think could be really enjoyed by the modern consumer. I really love that notion. And the Wendy CMO has been on the show before. So, you know, we might be able to, we might be able to make that, that broker that, that engagement, if you will. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, we have to take her out on a date first. We just well, of course, of course. Her. Yeah. I'm sure David loves the Frosties, but we've got to just, you know, make sure, like, we just got to go down. We can, let's go slowly. We'll go slowly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I really like that. And I do too. I think it's interesting how they, the Wendy's in particular, they've got like this just really spunky character of a personality in, in social media. So it's interesting. They've done a wonderful job. I, I you know, you got to call brands out. There's a lot of good brands doing a lot of great things out there. Well, last question for you. What do you think is the largest opportunity or threat facing marketers today? I think it's ourselves. I, 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 I know a lot of really, really, really strong marketers out there that have had um, short shelf lives in companies mm-hmm. and, and it, and it's really, really unfortunate. And I think that the, that the, the, the discipline of marketing, I mean, meaning as a discipline of retail not being disciplined, but just being a, a discipline of retail What's expected of modern marketers, I don't think that the building, learning, and teaching the next generation is keeping up with what modern marketers need to do, right? I mean, it's a, it's a convergence of art and science and creative and digital and privacy and laws and technology and finance and strategy. Like, there's all of these components. I think that they need to be successful. And I, I don't think that the the way we are building the next generation of marketers is keeping up with all the expectations that is going to be made of them. And I, I sort of worry about that a little bit about, you know, how can we support and prop up the next generation of marketers to make sure that we're sending the elevators back down to them and they're successful on the way back up so they can send the elevator back down to somebody else. Love that. I love that. And it, I, I agree. Like there's so much, so many topics that you kind of have to know a little bit about being an educated marketer today. It's, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. Agree. Agree. Well, Kelly, it's been a hoot having you on. <laughs> You're so much fun. And uh, I can't wait to have you back on the show at some point in the future. I had a blast, Alan. Thank you so very much. And I can't wait to see you soon and again. All right. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with post-production support from Sam Robertson. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com. Tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love hearing from listeners. You can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes and links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.